All right, it's 11.30, so The Alchemist. Kenya, did you read it? I have been reading this book since I was in high school, so I read it over and over again. I never, I, I connect to a lot of your things, but I have never connected to a book club, but when I saw the post, I was like, oh, I have to do it because this book is so inspirational, and I wanted you know, I read it in Spanish, so I have my Spanish version, and I love how it sounds in Spanish. And so I just wanted to see how you guys uh, interpreted it and how your output on that. For sure. Jim, did you read the book? I read a book on alchemy, yes, years and years and years ago. Okay. I don't know if it's the specific one. I got in late before I heard your title. But oh, oh, the one that was on the uh, email notice. The Alchemist. That. Yeah, The Alchemist. I, I have read a book. I don't know if it's that specific one. Okay, so I'll jump in and then love for you guys to. Um, I have written down, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve 12 quotes. So um, at, I'll share some quotes. I'll talk about my thoughts and then absolutely all of you all that have read the book, or, or even if you haven't read the book, jump in and give um, input. Uh, I, this is probably my, I like to start with my most favorite quotes of the book. So here is, here is a, a section that I wrote down. Why do they make things so complicated? So that those who have the responsibility for understanding can understand, he said. Imagine if everyone went around transforming lead into gold, gold would lose its value. It's those who are persistent and willing to study things deeply who achieve the master work. I love this because it's so relative to our industry, right? Because it's not really complicated. It does come across that our industry is complicated, but it's really not like, you know, I preach this all the time when, especially with my female friends where I'm like, well, you got to buy real estate. You got to buy real estate. I can't buy real estate. It's too complicated. So um, it's, you know, it's the people who commit and then study and improve and educate themselves about it that win and that stay focused. And, you know, it says if everyone was doing it, <laughs> then it wouldn't be valuable, right? So, so there's so many little nuggets in just that little section, right? So um, it's kind of like Barry and I, Barry and I being so involved in social media. Well, the only reason we stand out in social media is because the rest of the world's not there. It's not like we're, Barry, we're not any geniuses. We're just doing it, right? And we're educating ourselves. You're half right. I'm not, you are. <laughs> But isn't that true? Like people like, oh my gosh, Barry Wolf, social, he's a social media genius. And I go, yes, he is. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever said that, but thanks. No, it's funny. My partner always says like with you reference real estate and he'll, he'll always say it. I think it's the way he says it is it's simple, but not easy, which is true. It really, I mean, it's just like step-by-step. Step, it really is pretty dang simple, but it's not, but it's not, but to do it successfully, like anything in life, it's, it's definitely not easy, but it is simple. It's like, it's like riding my bike in this, this calendar club challenge, one mile every day. It's simple, but tr let me tell you today, day 18, it's not easy. No. And it was 55 today when I went out, I had my wool cap under my baseball helmet and I'm going, I'm going to do a post later on LinkedIn about resistance because I'm going against the wind, going against the wind. I'm like, I got to find a path where I'm not going against the wind. Cause you know, it's, it's all about distance and time. And if I am slowed up by 50%, it's going to take me double the time. I need to get on a path where I don't have the resistance. So it's simple. Just get on a bike, but it's not easy riding 18 miles. Not just that, but I think another thing that the, the book touches upon that's relevant to this is how everybody, real estate's simple, right? It, you know, there, there are steps everywhere and you can find that information for free. It's readily available, but you have to find your path. You have to find your, your way of doing it. There's various ways to market. Which one works in your market? Which one do you prefer? You know, so, and I think that's a big theme in this book that, that was one of my favorites because it's something that is applicable in anything you do in life, whether you're trying to learn a new skill, start a new business in any industry, 
And it really, really speaks to that throughout the whole narrative. Yeah, the per your personal legend, right? Find your personal legend and keep on the path. I loved um, the whole discussion about omens, right? Or let's see, they said, when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you to, to achieve it. I think that's so true. You got, you know, they say, well, just put it out there. There's many, many, many things that I have put out there and, you know, written down on goals and reminded myself on my goals and talked about it with other people. And then I, it happens. I obviously I do. I like him. He's, he decides he wants to go to Egypt. So for those of you that don't haven't read the book, he wants to go to Egypt because he, there's a treasure there and at the end of the book, the treasure's not in Egypt, but what is in Egypt is thieves who then tell him about a treasure back in Spain <laughs> where he came from originally that he ends up backtracking and then finds the treasure. But had he not gone and like to, um, I forget the place he went before he went to Egypt. What, what he, he went to this place and then he went through the desert and he spent years trying to get to Egypt and all of the things that that happened to him that he you know imp he improved his skills he got closer to his dream he got closer to the treasure but and the and the book was listening to your heart and then your heart speaking to you, is that God speaking to you? And then watching for the omens. And one of the things that they talked, another quote that I loved was, um, let's see, where, where is that quote? Basically it's, uh, if you don't listen to your heart, your heart will start speaking quieter and quieter. And if you're not paying attention it, the voice disappears. I, that was, you know, like our instincts, right? We're, we're the universe or God or something is talking to us, our, our own instincts. And if we don't tune in, whether it's meditation, prayer, whatever, we don't tune in to listen to that voice. The voice, it'll, the voice still talks to us, but it's so quiet. We can no longer hear it. I thought that I love that. What do you, what do you think about that, you guys? In general, when when part of, for me the main um, thing that I that I got from it is that, uh, for example, as just plain, he did a very long travel to find a treasure that was in the first place that he was originally. Uh, so when he returns to the place and find the treasure, he goes back thinking on his journey and. Again, he's grateful because during that travel, he met the alchemist, he met his love, Fatima. Um, he met the thieves that, you know, made him to be wiser at some point because he was so naive in some point of, of, of the traveling. So he, when he came back and he found his treasure, he was like super grateful because yes, he found the, the treasure and the gold, but he found so much more during the, the, the path that he had to go through. And it is the same in our lives, you know. We we tend to this this book focus a lot also on living the present. I'm gonna read a part in Spanish so you listen to my beautiful voice in Spanish. <laughs> I don't know um, how you say. I, I will translate later, okay? Porque no vivo ni en mi pasado ni en mi futuro. Tengo solo el presente y solo él me interesa. Si puedes permanecer siempre en el presente, entonces serás un hombre feliz. I, because I don't live in my past, not in my future. I only live in the present. And that is only the thing that I am interested on. If you can remain always in your present, then you will be a happy man. Like that's the translation some way. So, so it is important that it is important to, you know, look forward your plans and, and, and to achieving your things uh, and it's important to think of your past to learn from your mistakes but sometimes we just keep focusing on what hasn't happened or what already happened and we forgot to leave the present and, and the things that we have to do right now 
I also well, and and I, for all of us that have children, right? And and they grow up in the blink of the eye, and then you look back and you're nostalgic of oh, I remember when they were that age, or oh, I remember that, and and to not you know they say that they say there's a saying about the past and the future, and that and that the present is a gift. It's a, it's a present, it's a gift, and that we need to focus on the positives that are happening, still have goals, you know, and what's happened is, like you said, learn from things that have happened in the past, but really don't, don't lose sight on what's happening right now, right? Yeah. Nicole, what other things did you, I'm, so you finally read the book and you loved it. What did you love about it? So, so I, you know, I want to speak to to what Kenya just said and and what you asked earlier about the the heart. And one thing that I found really, really uh, powerful about the journey and the the heart theme is that the heart it, it it tells you what you desire, but it also has that fear, right? It also is is can be a barrier, and that balance between knowing what you what you want and uh addressing your fears, moving past that, that part of your heart, trying to protect you. Um, is, is, I think it was like the, the whole thing, like with the omens, right? Like the omens. So just to, to put it into context of real life, right? Oftentimes my, my biggest dreams will freak me out. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can't do that. You know, no, that's way too scary. But then when I think that that's when I tell myself, no, no, you have to do that it's scary because you have to do that. And that means you'll grow. And I felt, I felt that throughout the whole book, you know, it's like, he constantly told himself, well, if I'm scared, I just have to do it. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like that's, that's what we need to do. So I loved that. And then going back to that, that um, quote that you said, you know, I, I also made a, a comment on that too, because I felt, I found that to be such a such a significant theme in life, you know, where I, I'm, a, I'm a planner, I love to plan, I love, I, I love anticipating things, I, you should see my travel itineraries, they're ridiculous, it's like I, I went there before I got there, and, <laughs> um, and, and that's, that's good, but it can also be bad, because I'm always living in the future, and I forget to, to look into today, and and I forget to look back, and say, wow, I did that, and feel accomplishment, and feel, proud so that I can have the, 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 the um, confidence to know that I can deal with the things in the future. And that, that quote really spoke to me as well to both enjoy the present while you are protecting the future. You have to balance that. You can't, obviously you can't live a lavish life and spend all your savings and mm -hmm. not have a good future, but at yeah. the same time, you have to be able to balance that. And that's something that's been, uh, uh, beneficial in my marriage I, you know I'm a future planner my husband is a life liver so he regularly reminds me you know like yes honey I know you want to save money but you know maybe we should go on that vacation and maybe we should do this you know and, and he helps balance that for me so anyways that's some I don't know why we have it's not many Okay, I took care of that. I, I, well, I love that you have that. Your, your, your uh, husband. <laughs> Come on, I think we should go on that vacation. That would be the husband I would want. Um, a couple of things about fear, you know, they, and, and I obviously, I don't, you know, he says the fear of suffering is worse than the fear itself, which is, that's it. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I once uh, was about to speak to a large group of people and I had shared with someone, I said, I'm really, I'm really afraid. And she said, you know, you're not growing, you know, if you're not fearful, like, you know, that's a sign of growing to be afraid of something. And, and, and exactly that, if you're afraid, that's a sign that you need to do it. You know, he, he, the, the other thing about, they said, there's only one thing that makes a dream impossible to achieve. And it's the fear of failure. You're not going to achieve your dreams if you let fear stop you. So true, right? I'm sure all of us can think about something we wanted to do, but we're afraid of rejection, afraid of what people would say, afraid that we weren't going to be successful. Like he had the fear, 
he had the fear, I'm not going to make it to Egypt, but he took baby steps, right? It took him years to see the pyramids, but like, like what Kenya said, he met the love of his life. He met the alchemist. He helped the retailer, right? The crystal retailer triple his business. I like that part a lot, the retail (laughs) success. Um, But all of the life experiences that he achieved by taking the steps, no matter, you know, he sold all of his sheep. Oh, the thing, you know, he, he, um, he lost all of his money, right? The thief. Oh, you could like, I was listening to the book while I was riding my bike. I'm like, oh my God, the guy's going to steal his money. Like, you know, you could just knew you, you knew what was coming, but I thought the quote about, um, where is it? If it every, let's see the quote of, um, if it happens once, it may not happen again, but if it happens twice, it's definitely going to happen a third time. I was thinking, oh, I wonder if that's really true. Like now I was trying to go back. What has happened twice that definitely happened a third? That was, that was so interesting. And it did. And it happened a third time. So I think think on that too, is that if it happens twice, you better be prepared in case it happens again, because you really have no excuse. Well, and there's a, there is a saying like fool me once it's your fault. Fool me twice. It's my fault. Right. Yeah. Fool me three times. Forget it. So Timothy, did you read the book? Oh, he can't, you can't talk. Oh, there you go. Can't hear you. But you are off mute. Nancy, did you read the book? If you can talk? You can't. So these people might be at their desks in their office. I see Kathleen is on. If any of you guys, Kathleen, did you read the book? No, I didn't. And I'm just so thrilled that I could make one of your book clubs. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited when your name popped up. I mean, every Friday, I, you know, when you do it, I I put it on my calendar, but there's always a meeting or an emergency. So, um, so no, I didn't get to read it, but the part that I have got to, to listen to with the, it's very inspiring and there's a lot of truth to it. And that's what I needed to hear. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's so funny. We, uh, I published the books for 2021. So definitely you guys have to check them out. They are a wide range of different topics and different skill sets. And uh, I hope you can join more, but yeah, probably December is, I, I don't think it's a slow month for Baptist ever, but maybe <laughs> this week it might be a slow, I don't know. <laughs> I, you guys are going crazy over there. I'm sure. It's been a very busy week with the vaccines, but we're really super happy. Very happy. Well, thanks for joining and, and uh, feel, you know, just listen to the people that have read the book and Jim, did you want to jump in? Just a quick marketing question has nothing to do with uh, alchemy other than the basic theme of this is uh, following your heart. Also, that's very scriptural as well from Matthew. But Kathleen, what do you do for Baptist Health? I I work in their real estate department. Do you really? Yes. You going to be looking for anything in the Metroplex? Dallas DFW Metroplex? (laughs) No. Oh, I don't blame you for that. I always answer like, not yet. I never know. (laughs) But no, I haven't. I haven't been asked to look out, you know, in that, you know, area yet. Well, I'm just the perpetual, well, that could be a deal there. Okay. Very interrupt. Excuse well, me, Beth. That's okay. No problem. Timothy, I see you jumped on. Do you have, can you have, uh, uh, can you speak? I, I switched to my phone. For some Yay. reason, my heads, my Bluetooth stopped working with my computer. Um, I've only listened to parts of The Alchemist. I'm going to go back because I wanted to hear what you guys had to say. Kind of lost a little interest, but I was on the same path. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, so a couple more quotes, dreams are the language of God. So I, again, I'm not going to get religious, but let me just leave that there. I, I heard that I, I actually stopped the, the thing and rewound it. Dreams are the language of God. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, I have some really weird dreams, so I don't know what God's trying to tell me. So I thought that was interesting. Um, one of the quotes, why, oh, we um intuition 
is really a sudden immersion of the soul into the universal current of life. Intuition is really a sudden immersion of the soul into the universal current of life. So intuition and instinct, you know, I, Oprah always said to, especially females, if your instinct is telling you there's danger, listen to your instincts. And, uh, but I, just positively, I, I remember walking into Terranova my first day in 1986 and the, hey, I knew nothing about commercial real estate. I knew nothing about the people, I, you know, the 11 people at my, the new company that I was starting at, but the hair on the, on my arms, like rose, I had goosebumps everywhere. And I said, this is the place. And my intuition told me this was the place. And 18 years later, it was the place. So I think it's important that we are quiet enough to listen. Right, Barry, do you, do you ever have, do you have an, an example of an intuition or an instinct? Oh man. Um, that you either did or didn't listen to before you have to jump off. Yeah, sorry, I did. So it's, um, I'm trying to think. Um, I think I can think of, I mean, I do rely on that like in our business as I'm doing deals, even if this you know, kind of, even as I'm working with buyers or sellers, you get enough of a, you kind of, we've both been in business long enough where you kind of get a feel is something real or is it not, which sometimes you're right, sometimes you're not, but yeah, I'd say that. I mean, as far as like in life, I can think of offhand. Um, I'd, have to, I'd have to think about that. Um, yeah, certainly well, in business to a degree. I think we have to use it with like reading people, don't you think? Reading people. Yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely certain things I've kind of learned in life that as we deal with certain people that are like, I kind of like profile people. There are certain things that if I, I've seen enough times where it kind of keeps replaying, where if I see somebody that's like similar, that I kind of, the hairs on my neck, I'll, be, I'll just be more careful. I'll be yeah, paying more attention or watch my back or, yeah, there's definitely that, uh, whether it's by hair, you know, I don't even, I don't even get, but there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely some of that where I do, I kind of be more cautious if somebody's got a certain profile that I've kind of been down the road with. Well, thanks for joining. I know you have to. No, absolutely. Off. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Talk to you later. Bye. Kenya, what about you? Have you? Oh, well, one of the things that I, I read this for the first time when I was very young, I was still at high school. And, and one of the things that I marked during when I was reading the book is, um, um, I'm going to read in Spanish and then I'm going to try to translate. Veo el mundo de la manera que desearía que sucedieran las cosas y no de la manera como realmente suceden. I see the world um, on the way that I would like for things to happen and not as things are really happening. And at that point in my life, I related a lot with that, but you know, I was so young and so naive with so many things. Now that I'm older, when I see that this quote that I mark, you know, um, I have realized that, you know, you, you, this is when the, the bar owner was trying to tell him that the thief was going to, to, you know, to do that to him because, but they didn't speak the same language. So he, he was trying to explain to him that he's no good, but he, he was so pure and good that he didn't saw that what the, what the owner of the bar was trying to tell him. So life is like, it's, that's a life, uh, life's like lesson for me. And I, I, I still naive sometimes, but I try to be a little more open to all the variants in, in, in everyone. And yeah, the, I am a certain way, all the people around me will be like, like, like me. Yeah, that, that, that insta the instant she's talking about is, so he, he sells all of his sheep and he's got 60 pieces of gold in his satchel and he meets a, a guy, a stranger in, you know, think of very, like Turkey, right? Istanbul, no, he was like in a, you, you can just imagine a big, huge market, lots of colors. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a shepherd 
crop that has sheep. So he's like overwhelmed with all of the people and the trading and the markets. And he meets this guy and, and the guy says, I can take you to Egypt. I can take you to the pyramids. How much money do you have? And the guy goes, I have 60 pieces of gold in my satchel. And you're like going, don't tell him. It's like in the horror movies, don't go up the stairs to the attic. Right. And, um, and then, and he's telling the guy and he hands and he goes, let me hold the, let me hold the money. And the bartender is screaming in a foreign language, yelling at the kid, you know, making hand gestures and dirty faces to the thief. And the kid is just, you know, and, and the thief is telling the kid, oh, you know, he's just jealous that you're going on an adventure. Oh, and the kid is so naive and they go out into the marketplace and, you know, uh, mayhem happens and the kid turns around and the thief's gone with all of his money, right? And he's like, mm -hmm. oh, darn. <laughs> Now what do I do? I'm in a foreign country. I don't speak the language. And uh, I just lost all the money. Yeah. Right. But he what was interesting is he met a king who gave him two pieces of like a what like a crystal and a ruby or something. Right. Urim and Thurim. Yeah. And he no one ever stole that. He kept that all the way to the end, those two pieces. And they, that he felt like those were his good luck charms. But how often though, have you in business or in life, you know, you're, we are stubborn sometimes, right? <laughs> we're stubborn and someone is trying to give us advice and maybe they're not communicating it in the language that we need them to and we shut them down and maybe we should be listening right for the hidden message right yeah. on this point of naivety and and it's actually a beth story as well um so there's another quote that's that's on the same theme and theme theme and it's uh today i understand something i didn't see before every blessing ignored becomes a curse and um you know to, to relate that to my story and with Beth is that I work for a real estate developer in Manhattan and Beth came on and was talking about how, you know, throughout her life, she's had mentors and stuff like that. And she gave an example of her, her boss and how he was a mentor to her. And I was like, well, you know, Beth, I have a boss and, you know, I don't know how to make him my mentor, you know, like I've been working for the guy for 10 years. And of course I, I, I pick up what I can, but that's not a, an easy conversation to have. And I never, I, I didn't, I was too naive to recognize for, for those 10 years, I was too naive to even recognize that he was, he was there and he was an opportunity and he was something instead it was serving as a curse, so to speak, right? Because it, it was taking away from my objectives. It was me having to do my nine to five plus everything else I wanna do in my life. Whereas I could be learning in my nine to five and uh, contributing to, to, to my, my additional uh, desires, right? And Beth said that and I was like, yeah, yeah, I should do that. And then, and then she gave me the pointer of ha having a meeting with him, one-on-one -on -one meetings with him where I can pick his brain and stuff. And, and I, again, I was scared, but I did it. And I said, Hey, can we, you know, I, I, I would like to, I would like to have these one-on-ones so I can understand you better and your needs better, but also so you can kind of answer questions on what you're doing. And, and of course, you know, he said, yes, he's not a mean guy. So, you know, he, it was an un, illogical fear, right? But um, I think I think the the theme of naivety is still very prevalent in my life, and um, still a lot of opportunities to see things and make make my my own luck, right? Um, by by recognizing where I am a little blind and naive. Well, and and I think that's all of us, right? When I started buying real estate, God, I was so scared, and people, men and people, mostly men, uh, said, you know, you can't do it. You can't do it. Like it's too hard. It's too complicated. And you're not good at math. I had mentors telling me you're not good at math. So I absolutely had in my mind, I can't buy real estate. I'm not good at math. I like, let them tell me that. So, and, and Every time I talk to women about buying real estate, not that I don't want to talk to men about buy, buying real estate, but men, you know, they, there's this, there's this 
statistic from headhunters that I love. It says, if a man is applying for a job and he's got 50% of the skills for the job, he will walk into that job interview and act like he's you know, got 100% of the skills. And if a woman is applying for the job, she could have 80% of the skills and she'll walk in with the confidence that she has 20. It's, you know, crazy, but um, it's, it's scary to try and do something new, even though you know in all the parts of your being that you should be doing this. You know, Kathleen, when you were getting promoted through the system at Baptist, like, were you scared at certain points when they're like, we think you can go do this job? Did you like, I remember when Steven said, I want you to be the president of Terranova. Like, I can't be the president of Terranova. So other people had more confidence in me than I thought I was ready for. I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. So you and I both have injuries. Yes. And so <laughs> we can read a contract, we can tear it apart, we can't add <laughs> or subtract. <laughs> But um, I did have some really good mentors throughout my life. And actually, my first real estate job was in property accounting. And I loved it. And I, I, I so you know what? Um, nobody told me that I couldn't do math. I just thought I couldn't do math because obviously I'm, I majored in English. And, and then I went on and got a business degree and so forth. But um, I do think that um, at Baptist, probably why I've been with Baptist for so long is... Um, I have a boss that knows that she's got to keep things interesting. I get bored. And, um, and I can tell you, I have had so many interesting projects that I never fathomed when I first started off in real estate that I would be working on. And this year I have a new project I've never done before. I'm not allowed to say anything yet, but you know, in a few months, I'll, I'll let everybody know. Um, I've never done it before. And I think as the years go by, um, I don't panic. I know there'll be mistakes, but you put together a really good team. You ask a lot of questions, you pay for the consultants and you just muddle through it. And, and you do know you're going to make some mistakes, but they're usually not that bad. <laughs> right. And I haven't That's... messed up too terribly in my career, <laughs> but I think when you realize it's exciting, I got a new project. I'm going to figure it out. I know I will make some mistakes. It's okay. You know, and, and then you just go, you go through it. I think that is such wise advice. I, I, and I, I so believe that, that absolutely we all make mistakes, but of course we're not going to do it perfectly, especially when we're trying and doing something new and learning. Yeah. Right. So, um, a couple other quotes that I wrote down, um, it's the possibility of having a dream come true that makes life interesting. How true is that, right? If we didn't have dreams, like just like what, what Kathleen said, it would be a very boring world out there. We have to have dreams and do new things. There is only one thing that makes a dream impossible. Oh, I said that already. To achieve, it's the fear of failure. The secret, oh, this was great. This, and this is so true. The secret of life though, is to fall seven times, but get up eight. <laughs> you gotta get up more times than you fall, right? Um, when we strive to become better than we are, everyone around us becomes better too. And us, all of those of us that lead people or have children, how important is that? We we all have to just we have to strive to become better and not be complacent, and that rubs off on everyone around us. I think that's why people are attracted to those people that that are always looking to grow, that are always looking to face their fears. That 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 is the, the compelling side of the protagonist, right? A hundred percent. You know, I, I, um, I just love to read, obviously, English major, as Kathleen said, I've been reading my whole life. And, um, and my fear at turning 60 this year, crazy, is, you know, the whole physically fit, healthy lifestyle. You know, I, I work more than I exercise and, and it's, and I don't really like exercise. It, you know, it's, it's a combination of a fear and not liking it so much. 
So my, so I'm doing this biking that, you know, a mile per day. So today, 18 miles. So I finished 11 miles this morning and this afternoon I'll go out and finish um, the, the remaining seven. It's harder in December. I did this in August. It was a lot easier because it was daylight savings time. So I don't want to be riding my bike at night. So I, you know, have to set time, but my reward, my dessert is I get to listen to a lot of books. It's because I'm hours on that bike. So whether it's podcasts, I try to not be on the phone. Like today I had a, a coaching call. So I was on the phone for 20 minutes of it, but I love, that was my treat to myself is, well, if I do it in December, you know, the last week is definitely slower. That's, and that unlike things that you do for 30 days, usually it gets easier. This doesn't get easier because <laughs> the miles are increased. But I'm like, I'm going to get to read hours or listen to hours and hours and hours and hours of books. I've already read four books. So that's that was my my treat to do this again to myself. I won't be doing it again. <laughs> but I'm glad I'm I I but I but I'm afraid truly, am I going to finish it? It is harder. It's colder, it's windier, it's, there's way, you know, there's obstacles, I've already done it, what do I have to prove to myself, but I'm, I'm hoping I finish it, but it's, it, I have fear that I'm not going to finish it, and then I'll be embarrassed, so, but hopefully I'll finish it, and my, my joy is reading, so I, I love to read, and, and people are like, how do you read, how do you read so many books, well, I'm on the bike, so this month it's easy, because I'm, you know, there's not much, it's not like when I'm walking, I can do my posts, my video videos for Instagram or LinkedIn. You can't do that when you're riding a bike, you got to focus. So on that note, I did, I just did a webinar with like a fitness expert or whatever. And he, he kind of said something similar that, you know, if, if your objective, not necessarily like weight loss goals and stuff, I think that's a whole nother level, but if your objective is just to be healthy and fit and all you need to do is move, just do something that, that you enjoy. So like what you were saying, you know, getting, listening to the books motivates you. So if that helps encourage you that you will not fail, I hope it does, because this is something that he was, he's like this big fitness trainer out in LA and he does all the celebrities. And he said, he said that that's something that that increases the likelihood of success. And, and it reminded me of like, you know, I don't really like running or, 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 uh, you know, walking's whatever, but I don't really care for running. So what I started doing was, uh, I'll run on the treadmill with my music on and I'll get silly about it. Right. And I'll just start doing like random movements and whatever. And it, one, it increases my heart rate and two, it kind of distracts me from, Oh, my legs hurt, you know? So, and it has helped me run more frequently. I mean, so I hope that helps you Beth to, to continue and, and, you know, not fail. Yeah, I in August I had uh, always wanted to read um, Atlas Shrugged, and I don't know Kathleen if you ever read it in college. I never had to read it in college because I was doing you know British literature and American literature. I never had to read it, but I always wanted to read it. But it's you know it's the most it's like. 600 pages or something. So I was very excited that I got to, I listened to like 15 hours this, you know, in August when I was biking and I finally got to, you know, who is John, whatever, Gal, Galt, who's John Galt? Did you read that Kathleen Atlas? No. Shrugged? So I'm going to, I'm going to give away deep, dark secrets. So Beth and I went to FSU. So I'm like the same age as Beth at the end of next year, I'll be that big number too. And we were both English majors and lived in the sorority houses next to each other. And I also did British literature. So when I we graduated- were probably in the same classes. We probably in the same class. And, and they weren't that big, but you know, eight o'clock classes, my eyes weren't open anyway. And I went off and I think my, I think for me, the best master's program I could have done is I graduated from school. I went to IBM and that's a whole nother story. I worked there for a while and then left to travel throughout Europe, especially um, the United Kingdom and go back because back then we had not only any you know English classes we had humanities and go back and look at and obviously I could tell I had to go into real estate you know all the architecture and the art and everything and so forth and so when now I do development and I do it for care but I take those things first as the Lord's um, degree to help you in life and you look at that 
overall picture and you look at you know what you're you know what you're going to give back to the community and then that building shapes you and i think uh, winston churchill you know has a quote like that but back to your exercising i listen to audible i don't bike i i walk so i have one book that i'm listening to with with audible and i try not to be on the call, phone calls either then the second book is usually my daughter and i walk together and if we're not chit-chatting then we're following like and she's got me you know she's much younger than me and she's into a whole nother you know genre and she's got me into other books that i would never have picked and and they are really good and interesting and and so forth so um i think that you know you can squeeze in opportunities either to meditate or do something different or get your mind someplace else and and you know for my daughter and i it's it's a way to connect I mean, she works long hours. She works for an architect firm. So, you know, she, she needs to have that disconnect too. I love that. That's great that you and her have that bond. Yes. Yes. And she's also an English major. <laughs> <laughs> Who said you needed to have math to be in real estate? Who said that? <laughs> Who said that? You know, she works for an architect firm and she's a, you know, a project coordinator and you know and and now she's going back you know obviously to you know get a degree in architecture but hey it's a stepping, well, stepping just so step. any <laughs> any of the folks on the call have any stories about like an omen because boy that was a big theme in this book and you could as you're listening to the book or reading the book you're like oh that's an omen <laughs> like you know it, it definitely anybody uh timothy any did have you had omens in your life or signs in your life where you said oh i think someone's trying to tell me something let me think about it i can't think i know i've had them all the time because i absolutely re, uh rely on intuition and omens so I'm paying attention to them all the time. Uh, but to just tell you one, <laughs> I can't right now because I'm getting did so you, how did you? How did you create that as, as a habit that you did that? Because I, I think with the noise we have in our world, you, you really, I mean, do you, do you meditate? Do you quiet yourself? Do you, how do you pay attention? Because I think that is an, an art and a skill that, that I think I would have to develop that. Like I try to listen, but there's so much things going on. You know, I, I don't know if I'm very good at quieting myself to listen. How did you do it? What, have you done it your whole life? Is it? I've done it my whole life. I'll tell a little secret. I'm ADHD. I've always lived on my instincts, picking up on little things that most people wouldn't. So once those things, and I've always believed, that sometimes when we get those gut reactions, we've picked up on 15, 20 little micro things that got us there. So follow your gut. And I've always believed that since I was a little kid. Was there a time you didn't? And then you learned, you went, oh, I knew I should have followed my gut and I didn't. No, I don't think so. Good for you. I, I believe in the whole zen of everything. What will be, will be. When it happens, it happens. Calm down because when you start trying to push, you're going to find that you're trying to push a square peg in a round hole. And guess what? It's going to take you twice as long to get there. <laughs> so this Very is wise. This That's is wise advice. Nicole, what do you think about that? This is something that it's, it's funny that Timothy says that he's so good at it because I feel like I'm so not. <laughs> <laughs> so my gut's almost like I've started to try this. It doesn't always work because, you know, but I've, if my gut says something, I usually do the opposite because usually when I follow my gut, it doesn't work out, but I, I would, I would, you know, I, I want to learn your trick, Timothy. I really do because I mean, not that the world does it, but, but somebody who, who usually, whose gut usually leads them in the wrong way. I'm like this. I've always been, you know, again, speaking to the naivety and stuff. I've always been like an open heart, right? I tell every, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I tell everybody anything. Cause I don't care, whatever. And then in turn, I think people are like that. Right. And I, and I just trust and, and it's horrible in at times because you know the world's not like that. And um, I just I, I would love the the better guidance on how to how to. You know, I I think it goes back to a book that I read when I was a teenager also that solidified it, and it was written by Howard Thurman, 
And he says, make the best decision you can at the time based on the information that you have at the time. If tomorrow, after you made that decision, there's more information, well, you didn't have it at the time. So guess what? You keep, keep it moving. Then you just go to plan B. That's awesome. Nicole, I think I would recommend that you journal. I bet that you're, when you say, when I go with my gut, it doesn't work out. I think that you should start journaling that. I find that hard to believe. I think that it may be, you, you read the book, right? So that kid who got his money stolen could have easily said, I went with my gut, it didn't work out. And I went back and bought, and did, bought one sheep and started all over. Maybe you didn't go far enough in the path. You got stopped because it was a test and you retreated instead of he went forward and he had a lot more tests, but had he not had all of those tests on the path, he wouldn't have gotten to his eventual goal of seeing the pyramids and then going home to the treasure, right? Which, you know, we've all always heard the treasure is always in our backyard, right? We've been digging, 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 and we give up two, you know, two inches from the treasure. But I think maybe start journaling that I bet you're you're not giving yourself enough credit fight through the obstacle and get to the next that that really speaks to me for a couple reasons one I journal every morning because I find it so impactful but I have never journaled that and it speaks to something else that I've been working on and will probably perpetually be working on, but th that negative speak, right? You just made me realize that I was putting that in a very negative context. And usually when I journal something negative, it will eventually come down to a positive because in the end I'm lying to myself and the negative narrative is a lie. So that's a very good idea. I will journal it and I'm, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure it'll end up leading to something, uh, something bigger. Um, I think I think that's that's awesome. And and also Timothy's advice I wrote down. It's amazing. Thank you guys. Yeah. Uh, Timothy, what was the name of that Har Howard Thurman book? I honestly I can't remember. And I've crawled back and I've tried to find it because I have his entire collection. Um, I just I just remember that one thing it was just so impactful that I stopped beating up on myself when I make certain mistakes. Was that, would you say that was the book that made the most impact in your life or was there another one? I think that was the one. The, the one where I stopped beating myself up for making decisions or making mistakes. Yeah, you, can, you know, uh, the Walmart guy, I'm trying to think of his name. What was the Walmart guy's name? Wasn't it Walt, Walton or some, something? Yeah. Uh, whoever, that guy, he, one of the I read his book uh, years ago, and Sam one Walton. of the, yeah, Walton, thank you, Sam Walton. And Sam said, if I made if I went into the stores and I made a decision and I realized you know in 24 hours it was the bad decision, I changed the decision, and I didn't let my embarrassment of what people thought about me changing my mind. You know, I wouldn't let that stop me from saying, I messed up, this was the wrong thing, let's move. That has impacted me for my whole career because too many people get stubborn or stuck with the decision they made because they don't want to say, I was wrong, I'm the leader, I'm supposed to be perfect, which none of us are, but a lot of people don't change their minds or don't say, that was a bad decision, I need to change it. And I, I learned that from the Walmart book. So um, uh, Kathleen, what book was the most impactful in your life? Oh my goodness. Um, gosh, it caught me off guard. You know, I go, <laughs> do you remember? And I'm thinking, this is when I was very young and a, one of my bosses gave it to me and I'm, I'm gonna mess up the title. Remember, um, is it Swimming with the Sharks? Yeah. So, I love that book, Harvey, Harvey McKay. Yes, yes. And then now I'm throwing a blank and I read it. Well, for one that I read this year that has it's meant a lot to me and, and I didn't realize this. I finally got around to reading Michelle, Michelle Obama's through Audible. 
um, book, uh, Becoming. And um, there's parts that she talks about her life and what she thought she couldn't do. And then she was able to do it, even though she, like, she didn't want to be in politics and, and do all these things, but she supported her husband and, and so forth. How she overprepared and, and, and all of that was, you know, kind of her background and growing up and trying to be perfect and, and et cetera. But what I found her book so valuable this year, the timing that I decided to finally get around on my long list to read it was everything that they went through as they went into becoming, you know, uh, transitioning into the White House that you, we don't understand all that nitty gritty. And now that we're here at this stepping stone, you know, where this transition is happening, I don't think I would appreciate what you're seeing in the news when, you know, for a while, you know, uh, you know, you know, handling that transition and, and what that means and how maybe the, the US could be vulnerable right now. I would never understood that if I hadn't read her book and know all those details before January. So is it my favorite book? No, but these are just, you, you caught me off guard and these, those jumped out at me. <laughs> no sweat, no sweat. Well, it's 1221 and I like to end this at 1220, but let me tell you next month's book. I just started it yesterday on the bike. Start with why, how great leaders inspire everyone to take action by Simon Sinek. So, and then what I'm really, really excited about February's book because it's really different, really different. It's called Breath by James Nestor. You know, there's this thing going around about breath. I have no idea, but it's called The New Science of a Lost Art. So I am very excited because that's going to be very different from all of the books we've ever read. So those are the next two books. Uh, Start With Why will be on January 22nd. So I hope you guys can join. Thanks for joining today. And um, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever holiday you celebrate. And I hope I see you guys next month. And bye.